Isn't the evil twin supposed to have the beard? Remember the first time you really bought a special effect in a movie? Like really believed it was real? Optimally, you wouldn't have even realized it was an effect. Like just assuming Tom Hanks is actually that good at ping pong and the ball isn't animated by a computer. Or that those D-bags on the social network are in fact two separate D-bags instead of one D-bag with another D-bag's head D-bagged on top. Whether it's dinosaurs walking the earth or massive battles in space or making a freakish, wrinkly old man baby look like Brad Pitt, special effects can transform a movie from just being a well-told story into something that you'll never forget. Hey, Academy Awards presenters, I just wrote your introduction for the special effects category nominations. You're welcome. I'm not sure if I like special effects more than the average little kid growing up, but I certainly knew a lot more about them. You'd think all the behind-the-scenes specials I watched on HBO and all the issues of Cinefax magazine I read would have spoiled things for me. Like finding out the secret to a magic trick only to be disappointed. You mean you don't really saw her in half? Oh, man. But instead, the more I found out about special effects, the more interested I became. Most kids didn't even question E.T. or Yoda's authenticity. I knew E.T. was just a person in a suit, and Yoda had some guy's hand up his ass, but I didn't care. The characters were cool, but finding out how they came to life was even cooler. Even bad special effects were something to be marveled in. Old episodes of Star Trek were good for this. Bad matte paintings of strange landscapes, cartoonish phaser fights, aliens with paper plates stapled to their foreheads. The effects were terrible, but they were almost inspiring in their terribleness. Nowadays, special effects aren't nearly as much fun, because everything is done with computers. There's no guesswork. How'd they do that? Computers. Oh. Even if something isn't done with a computer, you just assume it was, and when you find out it wasn't, you just think, huh. Which must be frustrating to the dudes who aren't using computers. Point is, I've got special effects on the brain because Tron Legacy comes out today. Judging by the trailers, it's a movie about bearded Jeff Bridges being stuck in a computer simulation without any shoes while evil non-bearded Jeff Bridges goes around killing people in a neon cat suit, interspersed with hot chicks walking around in neon cat suits listening to techno music. Inevitably, the one-line summary in TV Guide will be something like, Son intervenes as father, Jeff Bridges, plays too many video games. The original Tron movie from 1982 is the grandfather of special effects movies that are basically just about special effects. Star Wars and Jaws are generally recognized as the films that solidified the concept of the summer blockbuster. But Star Wars and Jaws are actually about something. Incest and the importance of protein, respectively. Tron isn't about anything, really. It's vaguely about Jeff Bridges trying to get quarters for laundry. Effects for the sake of effects movies have been coming out non-stop since Tron. Hell, even Jaws and Star Wars fell victim to this the year after Tron came out. The third Star Wars movie was just a bunch of explosions. George Lucas just phoned that one in while he was swimming in his money bin. Just have them blow up another Death Star. And Muppets. Lots of Muppets. And the third Jaws movie was just the first Jaws movie, minus Roy Scheider, plus a third dimension. Which brings me back to Tron Legacy. In 3D. I'm excited for Tron Legacy. The original movie was a milestone in special effects history. It was the Jason and the Argonauts of its day. Kids, ask your parents. Or your grandparents? Shit. 
Anyway, I think Tron will be entertaining. Am I expecting it to transcend the first one? Well, okay, yes, actually I am. But that's only because the first one was a terrible movie, and this one couldn't possibly be any worse. But am I expecting to be wowed by the special effects like I was by the first one? Will there be anything I haven't seen before? Probably not. At this point, special effects are less about the specialness of the effect and more about the idea behind the effect. The idea that it's the idea that matters helps explain the recent rise of the schlockbuster. The schlockbuster, for those of you who don't know, is the term that's been coined for the recent direct-to-DVD B-movie industry that's cropped up in the past few years. Like B-movies of yore, in any given schlockbuster, there's usually a small town being tormented by some monster. Be it a man-skeeto, half-man, half-mosquito, a sharktopus, half-shark, half-octopus, or a bear-goal, half-bear, half-eagle, half-beagle? And only one man can stop this monster. This man is usually portrayed by Coolio or Eric Roberts. Throughout the film, there's usually a lot of bloodshed, a scantily clad woman, but no nudity, and a black guy who never makes it to the end. Unless it's Coolio. Although sometimes Coolio doesn't make it either. The stories are ludicrous, the acting is laughable, and, most importantly, the special effects are atrocious. But that's okay. The effects aren't going to win any Academy Awards, and you're not going to believe they're real for a second. But they're not supposed to. These movies aren't popular because their effects are good, they're not. Or because they're bad, they are. They are striking a chord because they are new. Anyone with a special effects budget can animate a decent sharktopus, but it takes a special anyone to come up with the idea of the sharktopus. And then to put swords on the tentacles. Your move, Tron. <laughs>